morning is the day that the Lord has made. Steve Harmon, Dorothy Pillow, and the Davies are going to rejoice and be glad in it. And I am going to join them in celebration of this wonderful day. And so should all of you. God has been good. He's blessed us uh, with the beginning of a new lesson uh, out of the book of Haggai. Hmm. And it's called Haggai Calls for Faithful Service. Very interesting lesson. And I'm quite sure those of you that have read uh, are asking the question, Sister Kathleen, uh, why? that was last week's lesson. Why Are we going to have the same lesson all over again? Uh, because really, if you, those of you that were here realize that uh, Haggai served as a backdrop, gave you some background information on the rebuilding of the temple. Uh, today, we're going to show you uh, uh, basically uh, the people, what happened to get them motivated to do. We said last week, we saw them do the work. We're going to see them, how they got uh, motivated to do the work. Uh, for those of you that are traveling, uh, peace and grace. Uh, to you. Keep all of those. Uh. So now we have the lesson before us. Uh, Brother Bogan is going to take us through the throne of grace. And uh, don't know if she's tuned in, uh, Sister Pillar, but Minister Harriet Brown uh, uh, should have landed uh, in, 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 uh, in North Carolina. And I, I, I've uh, called the highway patrol to be on lookout uh, for her but certainly want to uh, trust that she uh, made it safely to her destination. And if she hasn't left yet, that she will have traveling grace as she does. Man, amen, amen. Okay, um, so much going on, so many thoughts in my mind, but I think today is a perfect uh, lesson for the time and climate uh, that we are in. Sister Bonds, if you would, Sister, uh, my favorite Nolan's pronunciation of Tunta, known as Tonta Bonds. Um, I'd like for her to open her mic at this time. Uh, and we're going to deal with Haggai's call for faithful service. I'd like to share with you a little bit about this minor prophet. This, 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 this is a, a, a unique a prophet who was called to prophesy during uh, near the reign of the end of the uh, Babylonian captivity. We met him last week. He was mentioned in the book of Ezra, those historical uh, books. Uh, and really uh, Haggai, uh, although in the book of prophecy is a good uh, historical uh, chronicle in addition to prophecy. Uh, he, this book uh, of Haggai is not minor uh, because of its brevity. It's just an arrangement. He is a major prophet in a major way. And all you have to do is listen to uh, him and what he has to say this morning. Because truly, as you will see throughout this little short book, uh, uh, he is constantly uh, informing us who's telling him what to say. 
uh, and you will always hear the phrase, and the word of the Lord came, and the word said. Um, here, last week, we saw that the people were encouraged by the prophecy of one Zechariah and Haggai. And today, we saw them working last week. But you know what? There's always a behind-the-scenes story. And in this uh, little short uh, chapter, as a matter of fact, one, one of the things about uh, Haggai is that the entire book was written over a period that only covered four months. Oh, y'all, 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 I know y'all don't believe me. Y'all don't, don't believe me. I, 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 I'll, I'll show you here in a minute. Because in the very first uh, verse of chapter one, we'll see this. We'll, we'll see this. Uh, in the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shetiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest. And the word came saying this. Notice that in verse one, it dates it very specifically. It says that on September 1st, in the year 520 BC, see, we're no longer using the Jewish because there's no Jewish king on the throne. The, the, the calendar uh, that is used is that of the Gentile king Darius. And it says that he started prophesying on the first day of September 520 BC. And if you go to the end of the chapter, you will find that on December the 24th of that same year, 520, the prophecy is concluded. So in four months, it only took him four months he only covered a period of four months to, to deliver this very powerful prophecy. And we see all the players that are involved. And it was Darius. We met him last week. Uh, this king, this Gentile king who was used mightily of God, who, uh, despite all the opposition, told his people, told the governor, you will do, you will give exactly whatever they need to complete this temple. Now that's my command. That Those are my marching orders. And Haggai says, the word of the Lord came when the people were in disarray when the people were discouraged, when the people were down and out because of opposition, God sends a word and he dates it very specifically. Sister Bonds, you there? Tell us what the Lord said in verses two and three. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts saying, this people say the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, saying. Saying what? Now see, saying. 
He's getting ready to tell you what he said. But he also told you when he spoke, this is what he spoke. That he didn't say what God said. God says that this is what y'all say. This is what you folk in the family church school class uh, uh, at Resurrection Baptist Church are saying right now. The time has not come to do God's work. And see, we, we do that when, when we're discouraged, when we got a lot of opposition. Uh, we, 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 we give those lame excuses. And here Haggai says that God calls them out and says, wait a minute, you guys got a conflict of interest. God has told you to do something and you got excuses. And, 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 and in other words, uh, it, it, this may be termed by now because you've delayed so long, these 14 to 16 years in rebuilding this temple, Brother Davis, this is what you would call excuse abuse. You guys are abusing your excuses. And, and, and Haggai is making it clear, Sister Pillow, that it is not me talking, it is God's talking. You, you know, when we've been, when we, we all we have to do in, even in the modern day church is run up against a little bit of opposition and we start making up excuses. And most of them, maybe it's not the time. Maybe we just need to wait on the Lord. And the Lord came and told Haggai to tell them, it ain't me you waiting on. I told you to build a temple. He called them out. <clears throat> And, he, and he, he, he says, you have a conflict of interest because of what you should be doing and what you're doing. There's an, uh, uh, an ultimate conflict. And he says, then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, and he said this. What did he say, Sister Bonds? Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in the sealed houses? And this house lies waste. God says, let me show you how ridiculous your excuse is, Sister Pillow. You living in this mansion over there in Cibolo, and them Davises are hooked up right in the same neighborhood. Steve's in a gated community. Fred is a mansion extraordinaire. He don't, he's got several that he visits. And as a matter of fact, if you read the text there, they're not talking about single. These guys had homes and resort homes. And when you go back and look at the archaeological record, they were nice homes for the time. These were normally three to four room structures that had an additional three rooms just for partying. So you guys got these hooked up houses. But God's house lies in waste. Is that what you're telling me? Is that what you, it, it sounds like you got a conflict of interest here. You care more about your own houses than you do God's house. As much change over the course of history with God's people. And you know what? I, I noticed one thing here in verse four, Sister Bonds. Normally when God speaks, he says, my people. 
Did, did you get that moment? Hey, Fred, I know you got it. He Normally God, when he speaks, he said, my people. Those are the call, my people. But he says, you people. That means that God is ticked off. That, that, that means that God is laying it on the line. He's saying, I dare you build these beautiful homes in my house lying waste. And you sitting up here with excuses hmm. every day. Every day you got a different excuse. And, but it all comes down to the same thing. It just ain't the time. The Lord is not leading us. You know, you know what? And you say, well, Russ Need, I don't understand the implications of this uh, 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 lesson. Well, let me let me tell you. In, in the church today, God has called many of you to do many things in ministry in the church. And your excuse is, I just don't think it's time because you run into a little bit of, oh, they're not going to follow my lead. Oh, they won't listen to me. They, 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 you know, I, I, why, why should I go to evangelism and get equipped? No, nobody's going to listen to me. Oh, that's excuse abuse. And God is saying, don't tell me it's not time. I set the time. I set the time table. And I'm telling you, by this Gentiles King calendar, on the first day of September in 520 BC, you guys are just fooling yourself. You're lying to yourself. You're being discouraged, so you don't want to do the work. You've been called to do the work, but you don't want to do the work. Because if you really wanted to do the work, if you really wanted to build my house, you would have continued when you started 14 years ago. <clears throat> I ain't through with y'all yet. Some, 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 some of you, you're doing the ministry, you're frustrated, you're disappointed. And so here's what you say. Uh, Sister Pillow, why haven't you done such and such? Ah, oh, Brother Sneed, the Lord is leading me in a different direction. The Lord is doing what? The Lord called you here for this time. The Lord is not fickle. So you're just using an excuse and you're lying on God. Talking about he's leading you in a different direction. Now, you found it hard to work in that ministry. You, you found it hard to have to deal with those folk in the parking lot. You find it hard to deal with them choir members. You heart found it hard to deal with them deacons. So you saying the Lord is leading you in a different direction. Oh, spare me. That's what Haggai is saying. No, Haggai is saying that this is what God is saying. God says, spare me. You have a conflict of interest. You want to do your own thing. I haven't told you anything. I called you to build this temple. I called you to work in this ministry. I gave you gifts to work in this ministry. Now get to work. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't me. I, 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 don't shoot the message. I, I'm just relaying. I'm just relaying. And that's what I was saying. And, and as a matter of fact, if last week you guys were listening, they said they heard what Haggai said. They heard what Zechariah said, Sister Cora, and you know what they did? They were encouraged. Because anytime you are discouraged, God has a word for you. 
that'll keep you going. Here's a word to lift that spirit. And he says, what it is, you're down in the dumps. You got to get up out of those dumps. Stop making excuses and do what I've called you to do. So Shanta? Okay, Shanta. Reverse Shanta Bonds. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, you got to consider your ways. You need to think about what you're doing. You need to reconsider. You need to think about how good God has been to you. Sister Bonds, that's what he's saying. He's saying that, that, that take your focus off your current discouragement and be encouraged by the fact that God has been good to you. And that whatever he starts you out, he's able to enable you to complete that, to see you through it. There's, there's no, there's no uh, 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 stopping God's goodness. There's no pause in God's goodness. There's no uh, 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 put on hold God's mercy. His mercy and his grace endureth forever. And Haggai here says that the Lord said, you ought to think about how you're treating me. You ought to consider your ways. Sister Bonds, verse six. Ye have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes, my Lord. I prospered you? Oh, you y'all heard Sister Bonds. Y'all heard Sister Bonds because he, this is an, an indictment on the people of Israel and also an indictment on the church at resurrection. Because God says, <clears throat> you, 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 you so much, you got a lot of resources, but you bring in little. Yeah, you don't ever have enough to drink. You don't ever have enough to eat despite that you got all of this because your appetites are insatiable. Your thirst is great. So you're always wanting and wanting and wanting for more. And then at the at the at the last clause there Sister Bonds, he says, for those of you that are working, your fool sells to death. I put holes in your pocket. The money you put in your pocket, it is falling out on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's all because you're not doing what God has called you to do. You're not doing with the resources that God has given you. So even though you are prospering, you're not enjoying that prosperity 
because you're not obedient, because you're down in the dump, because you're making excuses for not doing what God has called you to do. That's pretty tough. We, we all can think about that. Why is it that we have so much, but yet it's not enough? You can take any inner resource, any area of your life. You've been given much, but you're still not happy. You've been given much, but you're not enjoying it. Maybe it's because we're not in obedience to doing what God has called us to do. But here, God is pointing out, Sister Bonds, that this is the reason you are where you're at. Oh, those, those nice uh, homes, those vacation homes you got, those large room homes you got, this is why you don't enjoy them. Because you know there's still work to be done in God's house. And if you take your focus off of just you and your dilemma, your obstacles, your discouragement, your distress, and do what God told you to do, all the prosperity that he brings and is taking away. See, that's just, that's, that's just like somebody woke up to you uh, right now, Sister Ogletree, and put a $100 bill in your hand. And, and we'll say it's Steve Harmon, but don't don't count on that. We'll we'll say that it was Steve Harmon that 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 put a hundred dollar bill in your hand, and then you close your hand and you open it up, and the hundred dollar was gone. That slick rascal then took the money out of your hand. <laughs> he give it and he taken it away, and then he tells you, you know, Sister O. You're not doing what the Lord said do. The Lord told me to put that $100 bill in your hand, but he also told me to take it out. What you going to do? Had it in your hand. Was blessed, but couldn't enjoy it. Got your beautiful home. Making that long paycheck. But it's still not enough. So the bonds, verse eight, he says, now consider your ways. Yeah, verse seven, he says, consider your ways. Mm -hmm. what, what do you tell him to do, Sister Bonds? Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, says the Lord. Here's what I want you to do. Go up to the mountain, get the wood, and get to work. Uh, uh, Deacon Harmon, row. That's a word just for you today, row. See, see, see he, he, he didn't say, don't get, a get on a committee. He said, let me tell you, all of you, go to the mountain, get the wood, and build my temple. I don't want to hear no more excuses. 
I don't want to hear. I got to run down to 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 the mall. I I I you know I got I got two appointments with uh, uh, attorneys. I've got to go buy some land. Go to the mountain, get the wood, and build my temple. Go to the temple resurrection. Go to resurrection. Do the ministry. Get the work. Go to the temple. You already built it. And do the work. He's telling the people here, you need to be in my house. And then you need to work after you've built the house. But get the work right now on building that temple. And he says, I'll be satisfied and glorified through your efforts, through your obedience. So in other words, we see right here, this is how God gets glory, is when we are obedient. He tells us, when you're obedient, when God's people are obedient, he gets glory. This is Bond, verse 9. Ye looked for much, and lo, it came to little. And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is waste, and you run every man into his own house. Now, he wrote this particular passage that the Lord gave him to give the Israel but he had James Bogan in mind. He, he, he had them Davis. He had, I, I'm telling you, I, I, Monty, I'm telling you the truth. All you got to do is read the text here. It says, <clears throat> you look for much. You're always looking for something. You're looking to better yourself. You're looking to do better. He said, you look to do better, but you're not better. The, more, the harder you look, Sister Hollis, the worse it gets. Mm. And he says, the reason it is, it ain't because of your enemies in the church. It ain't because of your enemies on the job. It ain't because the man is on your neck. It ain't because uh, my wife just don't work with me. My husband just won't do. No, he says, the reason... You don't do it? He tells them right there. So, uh, Sister Bonds, if you would, could you begin at, I did. I did blow up on it. Now y'all heard Sister Bonds say it. She is saying that God said, the reason why you get stuff, I blow it away. The reason why I, you don't have stuff is I blow it away. You get it, but I blow it away. You just constantly bringing it in the floor, a front door, and I'm blowing it out the back door. And the reason I'm doing it, you're disobedient. So imagine all that you have now, and you're not enjoying it. Imagine having more and enjoying it. Can you imagine that? Just, just think about that for a few minutes. All that you got and you're not enjoying it, but having more than what you got, 
and enjoy it. God says, the reason why you have to work so hard to keep what you got is that you're not in obedience. Mm -hmm. And he says, and it's because you're not doing the work that I've set before you. In verse eight, I told you, go to the mountain, get the wood and do the work. If everybody got that, just hold up your hand so I can see it. Just be just like church man, church lady. Got it. <laughs> Go to the mountain. Get the wood. Get the work. See, because for many times, Sister Davis, they went up to the mountain with intentions of getting the wood so that they could do the work. But for some reason, they got up, that, that walk up the mountain was too tough. And then those who survived the walk up to the mountain, oh, the wood was too hard to cut. And then they cut the wood and they brought it down and they said, don't feel like nailing today. God says, all those excuses have caused you to be in the rut that you're in right now. Resurrection, all those excuses. Because the devil never wants you to accomplish what God has called you to do. Somebody just write that down and keep it. If God told you to do it, you can be sure you're going to have opposition. And when you have opposition, we tend to get distressed and discouraged. But God stopped by the day to tell you, don't let no devil in hell discourage you from doing the work that he's called you to do. There will be obstacles. There will be disappointments. There will be hurt and heartache. But you've been called to do the work. You've been called to go to the mountain. You've been called to get the wood. You've been called to do the work of the ministry. Sister Bonds, verse 10. Therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from deal, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. Now, he says, if you think it's been bad, you know, you, you're having, you're resourceful, you're eating, you got water. He says, I'm going to dry all of that up. If you don't do what I told you to do, all the things that you think are so distressful and, and distasteful and hurtful that are happening to you now, until you get into full compliance, I'm going to stop all the rain. You won't have no crops. The trees won't grow so you can build your houses. You ain't going to have nothing. Because if you ain't eating, you're not even going to have the strength. God is turning up the heat on those he's called to be obedient and to do the work of the ministry. And he's turning up the heat on those who know that there's something that needs to be done, but they just don't want to keep on making excuses. And every time they have a setback, every time they have a disappointment, every time they are hurt, every time their feelings are hurt, 
they want to stop doing. You get mad with uh, uh, the pastor, you stop giving. You get mad with the deacons, you just stop coming to church. You're sick of that old four-eyed deacon in the family church school class, so you ain't going no more. It's all right with me. I'm going to do what the Lord said do. I'm going to be right here as long as he gives me strength and help. And I'm going to do what he's asked me to do the best that I can. And that which I'm not doing, I'm going to have him to uh, uh, solicit your help in helping me to do because I want to be in compliance because I want to keep the little duckies that I got in my pocket. I don't want no holes in my pocket. Verse 10. Therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. I, see, I like how Sister Bond says it better. It resonates with y'all. See, even Dorothy Pillow driving down the highway can get that. God says what he's going to do, and he's faithful. To his word. So wouldn't it be good to get in compliance with God's word and do what God says and be spared the humiliation, the deprivation that is brought on by disobedience? Verse 11, I'll conclude in verse. And I call for a drought upon the land and upon the mountains and upon the corn and upon the new wine and upon the oil and upon that which the ground bringeth forth and upon men and upon cattle and upon all the labor of the hands. Ultimately, the response from God for your total disobedience is to take everything away. See, he starts out incrementally and now he says, I'll take everything. What is everything? Everything. It's, it's a pitiful price to pay. First of September, 520. Then in October, he shows up again. 21st of October. And he tells them, You've heard this message. You're not, you've heard this message. You know what God's going to do for disobedience. But be of good cheer. Here's how we can overcome this. And for the remaining chapters three and four, which chapters three and four conclude on December the 21st, or the 24th, rather, of 520, he shows them how to get out of the rut, the consequences 
for staying in the rut? And what can it be achieved once you're out of the rut? And so this Haggai, this book of Haggai is the backdrop to what Ezra told us last week. When they heard this over these four months, Fred, you know what they did? They did, they, they did just what you do. I got to get my bags and I got to get up to the mountain. I, I got to get moving. I got to get traveling. I got to go to the mountain. I'm going to get the wood and I'm going to do the work of building this temple. And we saw how that was completed last week. God bless you, friends.